not even watching America. It's just so insane in the hands of our law enforcement has been tied. What are you hearing from the law enforcement on the ground? And we, obviously, they themselves have been under attack, uh, but they've also been under attack by the media and the, the left. How are they holding up just in terms of morale? Well, it's a difficult time for uh, That's certainly what I heard. And, you know, just to be clear, they're under assault. Our law enforcement uh, officers and women across the country, not just in Portland, but across the country, are under assault today. And, and you hit it by some of the local, state, and even national uh, policymakers and officials, uh, but also by the media. Um, and it, it, it's starting to wear on them. I'm concerned about long-term effects. You know, when we talk about retention, we talk about recruitment. We want the best and brightest coming into law enforcement. Uh, and then I'm concerned about the, the national narrative out there that's being pushed by, you know, a certain fringe uh, groups that, uh, you know, that law enforcement is not a noble profession to go into. It's just very concerning. Uh, but, again, the folks that I talk to, these are, these are patriots. Our law enforcement officers, by and far, as you know, Congressman, um, are, are patriots and heroes that put on the badge and the uniform every day and do so at great risk to themselves and they do so to protect their communities. Um, and so instead of nullifying them, we should be supporting them. We should be holding those that, uh, that abuse that power accountable. Absolutely. Um, if anyone would disagree with that. Uh, but we need to make sure that they don't go too far and start painting uh, law enforcement with a broad brush, nullifying all of them, calling them all racists. Uh, the vast, vast majority of law enforcement are not racist. Uh, they are tired of being labeled as such, uh, and I think it's, we're going to have, we're going to see serious consequences to the narrative that's out there today. Could not agree with you more. Final question before I get on another topic. Uh, where are we going from here? I mean, what's going to happen? Are we going to see this come to an end, or is the uh, leadership of Portland and other cities just going to continue to let this play out? Well, the, the governor in, in Oregon has begun to send in Oregon State Police is trying to take a number of actions. Unfortunately, it, it's almost too little too late. Again, you have an environment there that uh, individuals are coming from Seattle down to Portland. Uh, they've created this environment that continues to, to foster itself and, and build upon itself there in Portland. What we've seen in other cities is, again, this violent rioting. I think we all agree that individuals have their 
local leaders as well. And thank you so much for the role that you're playing uh, to Wolf on all of that. If I can real quickly shift, uh, another big issue for the president has been securing the southern border, of course. Uh, we've got over 300 miles of wall, as I understand it, that's been completed. Uh, where do we stand now in securing the southern border? Uh, where do we stand on dealing with the cartel issues that's been so severe for so long and all the other uh, horrible things that have been happening on the border? Where do we stand now on the southern border issue? Sure, let me start with the uh, border wall system. As you indicated, we've got about 300 miles built uh, and building more miles every single day. We're expected to be at uh, 400 new miles of border wall system by the end of October and about 450 by the end of this calendar year. So that's a significant achievement from that impedance and denial that it gives our Border Patrol agents along that southwest border that they've never had before. So these are new capabilities. It's not only the physical infrastructure of the wall, uh, but it's the lights, the cameras, the roads, the fiber optics, uh, everything that goes into that uh, border wall system uh, that it's providing. But we're not just stopping there when we talk about border security. Over the past uh, several, I would say, past year and a half, we've secured some historic agreements with the Northern Triangle. These are security agreements, these are asylum agreements, biometric agreements, hoping to stop that illegal uh, or irregular migration flow from South America, across Central America, up, up through Mexico and our southwest border. So we have some, we built some pretty good partnerships in the Northern Triangle with our Mexican counterparts uh, on stopping that. But look, at the end of the day, uh, the U.S. has the best economy in the, in the hemisphere of the world, uh, and so people are going to continue to be drawn uh, to, the, to the U.S., and they're going to try to get here both legally and illegally. And for me, it really matters what we do with those individuals that we catch illegally. Uh, can we assign a consequence to that illegal behavior um, so that it's not catch and release? As you know, we've effectively suspended catch and release. Uh, very difficult to do, and we are returning individuals that crossed that border illegally in a COVID environment within 90 minutes back to Mexico. Uh, so making sure that our borders remain secure, particularly in the, in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, is vitally important. Wow, that is great news. I've been to, I think, six of the, the sectors myself, and I've personally seen just unbelievably horrible things taking place. And to see the progress that has been made under this administration it's just been spectacular. Let me just end with this, because I know you've got to run. Uh, but we all saw a, a, an amazing uh, naturalization ceremony that took place, a uh, ceremony uh, with, with President Trump. And uh, you, you see some, a little bit of backlash from that from some Democrats who claim somehow that you were violating the Hatch Act. Uh, what do you have to say to them on that issue? Well, look, I think, uh, I think most, again, reasonable Americans first saw the naturalization ceremony, whether it's one that, that DHS does, USCIS do naturalization ceremonies every day. We do hundreds and thousands of them a year. So whether uh, Americans are seeing those ceremonies as one, uh, some footage that they saw at the RNC as well, I think most Americans are, are proud that individuals want to 
impeachment, the impeachment process, the Russia collusion nonsense. But it has literally been one thing after another that the Democrats have just simply tried to attack this president, period, and to create issues. Now the Postal Service and the uh, while all the while, uh, and they're the ones that are attempting to alter the election. And that's a, a topic for another uh, time. But you've been there now for a little bit less than a year. Uh, I think what people love about this president, this administration, is that they do what they said they were going to do, that it's an administration of action. What's your experience been serving as uh, a Secretary of, of Homeland Security and working with this administration? Uh, well, it's good to see that, Hunter, but, uh, the president is a man of action, uh, and he's very clear on his expectations, and a lot of the things that he has said, um, that whether it's going all the way back to 2016, 2018, all the way through this administration, uh, when he makes a promise to the American people, he expects, uh, his administration, uh, the Department of Homeland Security to fulfill those promises, and so, We'll continue to do that. We've taken on some very difficult issues uh, that past administrations did not want to deal with. We talked about a couple of them here this morning. Uh, border security is a very, very difficult restoring the uh, integrity of our immigration system. Very, very difficult. But he's taking these difficult issues head on. Uh, he's challenging the men and women in his administration uh, to tackle these, and I think we're having some great success in doing so. Right, Mr. Secretary, let me ask you one other thing that uh, I know a number of people are talking about. We, we've seen some reports about a specific report coming out of a division of DHS. Uh, just with, with that, if you would just uh, share with us a little bit about what that report is uh, and how this division is supposed to function and the significance of the issues that you've been dealing with uh, on this issue. Well, I appreciate that question. Our intelligence and analysis division uh, produces a number of unclassified reports uh, every day, every week, that we push out to our state and local partners, mainly through our fusion centers. Uh, and again, they do that on a wide variety of subjects. The, the report that's been talked about here over the last several days has to do with election security, has to do with actions by a nation state, uh, Russia specifically. Um, and so, uh, election, you know, let me just back up and say election security continues to be a, a top priority for the department. We have uh, worked very, very hard over the last four years to make uh, our election system, our election infrastructure as secure and as hard as possible. We continue, along with the intelligence community, to call out aligned actors like Russia, Iran, and China. The report specifically uh, came, uh, was produced, uh, was in, in a word, a very poor quality. Uh, it was uh, completely based on open source information, so no classified information. It's something that you could Google uh, and pull down off of the Internet. Uh, it didn't lack the context of why we were pushing it out to state local law enforcement. Um, and so when I brought this concern up to career officials in our intelligence analysis division, not only did they agree with me, uh, but they admitted that they had not actually reviewed the report. Um, and so they agreed to, to take it back, to rework it, to continue to rework it. I have no concerns with the with the substance of the report. It's been reported on several times. As I said, it was an open source news reporting. Uh, the DNI has reported on this. This is about making sure the products that go out of the Department of Homeland Security are top level products, uh, and that we're not just pushing uh, inferior information to our state and local partners. Our, our law enforcement officers around the country rely on the department uh, to, gain, uh, to gather 
on iTunes or SoundCloud. Also, you can follow us, of course, on Facebook.com slash Freedom Caucus and on Twitter, simply at Freedom Caucus. Until next time, hope each of you have a fantastic remainder of your day. We'll see you next go-round right here on the Freedom Caucus.